This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome everyone back to the post-game broadcast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I am coming to you after UCLA's catastrophic loss uh, to Arizona at home. Um, catastrophe probably doesn't do it justice. Uh, one of the biggest missed opportunities, I think, in recent UCLA history. Uh, the path was open, um, and now it is... Uh, if not closed, uh, it's hard to see the uh, the path forward for UCLA to make uh, the Pac-12 title game and or win uh, the Pac-12 championship. Um, really a, a horrible game um, across the board. Uh, a lot of people are going to focus on the defense, and justifiably, the defense is bad. But the defense is a known quantity. We know it's bad, and frankly, I thought they played about – to expectation in this game uh, if you knew what you were looking at all year which was a bad defense then okay the bad defense allowed a pretty good offense to do what it does uh the offense did not come to play uh, i thought dorian thompson robinson played his worst game of the year um no question about it uh his stat line isn't going to reflect it um i don't it was just the one turnover um but not seeing the field well um running the read option poorly uh, and it was a lot of costly errors, some big sacks, the fumble, um, and just not not seeing short stuff, trying to take hero shots. The end end game sequence, I, I I will probably need to review that. But from the thirty yard line with twenty two seconds to go, um, there was a lot of opportunity to hit the sidelines and you know continue to work the clock and get one or two shots from them a lot closer instead they took four essentially hail marys from the 30 uh absurd it doesn't does not compute with what we've seen of UCLA's offense this year it's not a downfield passing attack it's an intermediate and short stuff um and they could have continued to work that to get um valuable yardage and uh the clock stoppage out of bounds um really just uh it was a it was a horrible game offensively um and that was my big takeaway this you have to know what you're looking at and you have to know what the opposing team is arizona is good offense horrible defense this was the worst defense in the pac-12 coming into this game and ucla with its vaunted offense with its top 10 offense scored 28 points on one two three four five six seven eight nine ten drives they scored under three points a drive against the worst defense in the pac-12 this was by far Arizona's best performance uh, in Pac-12 play defensively. Um, 
maybe all year, but uh, yeah. So here's what had happened in the previous games, just to give you the context you need. Uh, Utah scored 45, USC scored 45, Washington scored 49, Oregon scored 49, Colorado scored 20. So Colorado, we all watched them. They scored eight fewer points than UCLA did against this team. Cal, Cal. Have any of you watched Cal this year? Because Cal scored 49 on this team. Uh, Mississippi State scored 39. San Diego State, which doesn't have an offense, they, they just basically do water polo offense where they hand the ball back into the corner. They scored 20 on this team. North Dakota State, which is an FCS school, scored 28 on this team. Same as UCLA. Um, this was one of the worst offensive performances against this defense this entire season. So when you're thinking about this game, yes, in a vacuum, UCLA's defense was bad. But in context of the game we were all watching and we were all witnesses to, the offense was a tire fire. Um, so anyway, uh, it, it was a really, really, really bad performance. Um, UCLA had the ball uh, with a minute and five seconds to go, uh, down by six. Classic time to you know spark a comeback, hit a couple of plays, and then uh, the four plays from the 30 killed it. Um, Chip Kelly mismanaged the clock. He called the timeout on a second and eight with about 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Noble at the time. I've got the tweet stamps to prove it. Uh, you don't call a timeout there. You take a delay of game. Delay of games are not poison. They are five yards. What matters more than five yards is 40 seconds at the end of the game. That's what a timeout gives you. And it was knowable with 12 minutes to go in this game that this was going to come down to who has the ball last. And in a game where it comes down to who has the ball last, the absolute most important thing to have is three timeouts. UCLA had two. So instead of having a minute and 40 to go to win the game, they had a minute and five. Um, this was It's a head coaching error. It's um, basics. Uh, this is all basics of the sport, basics of the game. Uh, these guys get paid millions upon millions of dollars to do this, and it's uh, not that hard. So, um, and that's just game management stuff. It's not that hard. Uh, a lot of people can do it from their couch. A lot of people can do it with just a basic calculator. It's not hard. Um, so, anyway, um, that's that's the, the offense. Uh, defensively, you know, uh, it was a bad performance. Um, Jaden Delora um, was... Uh, un, unencumbered uh, for most of the first half. UCLA finally got some pressure in the second half. Um, he finally started doing some, you know, dopey Jaden Delora things, like taking huge sacks, um, which is probably what helped UCLA uh, get a couple of stops. Um, you know, they couldn't stop. Um, they, they really couldn't consistently stop the running game. The stats reflect that they could, but that was because of the sacks for Delora. Uh, Michael Wiley was able to generate pretty consistent yardage. He wasn't hitting explosive plays because nobody hits a ton of explosive runs against UCLA, but he was able to generate consistent yardage. Uh, I thought UCLA's linebacker play was extremely poor um, across the board. I thought it was a really poorly called defensive game. Uh, they were running a lot of uh, a lot of linebacker zone against Jacob Cowing, which, <laughs> let me tell you, bad idea. Uh, there was a fourth and three at one point where the main coverage on the slot receiver, uh, that guy elected to go over the middle, was going to be Darius Muasal. Um, and just like, I don't know, if you're sitting there thinking about it and you're like, wow, okay, who can we match up against Jacob Cowing? And how do we create situations where we are not matching up our slow linebacker against um, 
the uh, the the extremely quick slot receiver, um, and then you do it on the most critical down of the game, uh, that fourth and three. Um, just a, a poorly called defensive game. I thought poorly called offensive game. You know, looking at the game plan, I'm sure Chris Osgood will have um, something more extensive, but I didn't see anything new. Uh, I, I don't think they did a uh what do you call it um any kind of like unique game plan for Arizona um so if you want to say that the coaching staff you know was trying to keep things under wraps I, I don't know if that's true but it, it looked like a very similar game plan to what they did against ASU um and it didn't work you know Arizona is, has coaches who are trying to um and I think it boils down to for you know UCLA's offense that Dorian Thompson Robinson played a poor game and the coaching staff didn't really help um so where does UCLA go from here? Um, it's probably a little bit too strong of a point to say that it's like a season ender, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough road to hoe now. Um, for UCLA to get back into the Pac-12 title picture, let's, let's just go through it together really quick. Uh, so UCLA is now... Um, now five and two in conference. So they're at the same level as Washington. Um, so everyone else, so USC, uh, UCLA controls whether they get to two losses. So there's that. Uh, so UCLA, if they beat USC next week, um, they'll get them to two losses. But then you have Utah and Oregon. They play each other. So one of them is going to get to two losses. So what you're probably looking for here if you're UCLA is beat USC obviously, and then you need Oregon to beat Utah, and then there's a four-way tie for the um, that, you know, second-place position, and then all UCLA really needs to do is beat Cal, and they've got, actually, actually, everybody, look, let's not doom and gloom here. If UCLA beats USC, that's two losses for them. If Oregon beats Utah, that's two losses for the Utes. Guess who has the tiebreaker in that scenario over USC, Utah, and Washington? The UCLA Bruins, who just got their butts whooped by Wildcats at home. So, hey, that's not so bad. Um, so, rooting interest, if you are still interested in watching this team win a Pac-12 championship, if it's possible, uh, is for UCLA to win out and Oregon to beat Utah. And if that happens, UCLA will get a rematch with Oregon in uh, Vegas. So, okay. Well, that's not as doom and gloom as I sounded eight minutes ago. Um Reality is, though, uh, this defense is a tire fire, and if the offense does not come to play in... Uh, if the offense plays like this against USC next week, USC will more than likely win by three touchdowns. Um, so, can't do this again. Um, I guess technically could afford this loss as long as Oregon takes care of business against Utah, which, you know, last two times those teams, teams have played, Utah won by, I think, four touchdowns each time. So not necessarily a given, but uh, when you lose to Arizona at home, you no longer control your own destiny. Them's the breaks. All right. Well, I don't want to talk about this anymore because now I have to write about it. So I'm going to leave you with that. Uh, horrible loss, ugly, uh, disgusting, but didn't quite eliminate UCLA's chances at a Rose Bowl. So we figured that out in real time. Here we are at the 10 minute and 30 nine second mark and um we've all learned something today thanks good night and good luck okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.